portfolio started and stuff like that. Hi, Stephania. How are you? I'm doing great, girl. How are you? Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Um, so, Estefania is a local Dallas brand designer and also freelancer, right? Yes, correct. So, tell us a little bit about yourself, about your business, and where you kind of are in life right now. Yeah, so my name is Estefania Garcia. I'm a brand designer slash strategist. Um, I started my freelancing business back in 2018 when I was a junior in college. Um, I have a background in graphic design from back in high school. So when I started college, I knew I wanted to kind of stick in the creative industry and kind of um, really grow my design skills, but also start getting a clientele of my own. So I was, I don't know, I was always really eager to start kind of like that business process before graduating college to kind of start getting the hands-on experience and you know just not kind of waiting to get my degree so that we would get to that stage so I decided to go for it in 2018 um I had just transferred to my university so I I really wasn't sure where to start other than putting myself out there so that people knew what I offered and what they could come to me for um so I decided to start offering logo design and pretty much anything branding, uh, like visual branding for small businesses, uh, mainly because I knew that a lot of business owners out there, when they get started, they the first thing they need to really be set up for success, especially in the, in the digital world nowadays, um, you really need to have a strong social media presence. And with that comes having, you know, your strong and solid brand foundation which comes from your visual identity and that includes anything from your logo your personality your purpose um your typography your colors your fonts everything that you want to attract your ideal audience that's what you really need to have um set in stone in order to keep growing and expanding your business um or even just to help you launch successfully especially now because there's a lot of um competition within our industries and with social media everybody's just kind of comparing to themselves um to other people you know and what they do and how they they're wondering how they can stand out um and to me and to them it should also be branding as one of the first things to stand out um so that's kind of what led me to start my own business and start offering my services to people that's a good point um you in college you really don't have time to wait around just because other people will like zoom by you and you wouldn't even know until after you graduated you will be like wait so how did you land that job and then they'll be like oh I worked with them throughout you know when I was in college and like what Mm -hmm. um so you you really just don't want to miss out on those kind of things especially while you're in college because there's a lot of benefits of being a student yeah because once you're graduated then you're You're really on your own (laughs) that's it yeah I miss being a college student so much I remember I didn't want to graduate I was like I don't want to graduate because the college yeah. student was, you know, our, you know, excuse or, you know, thing to lean on. And now we're full-on adults. Mm-hmm. But we're boss babes <laughs> now, so it's it totally works out for us. But that is yes. so cool, and I love that, you know, for like, you didn't wait for basically life to come give you the opportunities, and you just started. And from, you know, when I first kind of met you from a year ago... And to now, I feel like you've grown, you know, so much in your business and, you know, you graduated college and so what did you really, what did you major in? 
So I majored in communication and technology just because I didn't want to go for just graphic design mm-hmm. since I wasn't sure if that was like the only route I wanted to go. I wanted to have something a little more broad so I could open more doors for myself. Um, at some point, I was interested in working in the communications department for like TV stations or radio stations. So I wanted to have that option in case I decided to go for it. Um, but I did my concentration within my degree was digital production. So that's where like graphic design, video and all mm-hmm. that stuff kind of fell in there. Um, and that's how I got to meet a lot of my friends or um, just the kind of other small business owners within the creative industry that we've kind of like helped each other grow awesome. throughout our careers. So with, you know, building your clientele, building your own personal brand, what are some of the challenges that you've, you know, faced with, because you're a brand designer, but at the same time, you as a freelancer, small business, you have to put up your own branding. So mm-hmm. what's kind of the challenges that you face with not just your personal branding, but, you know, also starting this freelancing business? That's a good question. So at first, um, I want to say I wanted to start my own thing since I want to say maybe since 2016 when I started college, but I wouldn't go for it because I was so undecisive of my own logo, girl, that set me back. <laughs> Two years. The logo? Two years. Yes, because I knew, like, I'm a brand designer. I'm going to get judged by my logo. Yeah. So I was so picky. I've always been so picky and, like, such a perfectionist. Yeah. So I just, since I was busy with school and work, I would, like, take my time on it. And I'll be like, oh, also because I didn't know if I was going to give it, like, a business name or kind of like stick with something more simple like my name and what I did or whatever Mm -hmm. so that also took me a while because I couldn't decide what am I going to name it how is it going to look blah 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 who am I going to serve I didn't have anything clear like my target audience or anything I just knew I want to start letting people know I'm a graphic designer so that set me back two years and that was always in the back of my mind throughout the first two years of college but once in 2018, once I transferred, I knew like, okay, you got two more years to graduate. It's either now or you're still going to be like the rest and start till after college. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just kind of pushed myself that year and I was like, this is the year for change. So I just kind of sat down one weekend and I was like, you know what, let's do it. So I set up my Facebook page, my Instagram page. Um, I don't know how, but I finally decided on my logo and decided to just keep it as Stephanie at Designs, you know, because I was like, one, my name is not that common. And if it is, not everybody spells it the same. So I'm just going to keep it. I'm just going to keep it. And then the word Designs is going to let people know that I do something with design and it's going to trigger them to go check out if I do like interior design or graphic design or what kind of design, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's what I decided on. It took me a weekend to kind of put everything together, decide on my color palette, put that everywhere, come up with like social media graphics for like Facebook cover and profile picture, all that kind of stuff. Um, And then really once I had that set, that week was like launch week for me. So I was like, hey, I finally did it. I'm now offering this and that, taking new clients. And that's really how I got started. And obviously business was a little bit slower back then because people were still kind of like, should we trust her? And she's a student. So how much should we trust her? How much does she really know? So it was kind of like a testing phase for me because I had to prove myself to Mm. my potential clients. Um, 
and that's really where like those first projects came in to showing like oh look what we did for instance Annalise or look what we did for Renaissance you know for this organization and whatnot um and that's really where the testing part came in after that I would say my branding stayed pretty consistent the first two years and then I updated my logo last year because I felt like the first one didn't really feel like me anymore so I just same name just kind of tweaked the layout and the fonts and then this year I'm going through a rebranding again and I feel like it's part of being a brand designer which change is always good for business like individual aspect um just as long as you don't confuse your audience like making them wonder if you're offering different services or Mm -hmm. if you're not targeting them anymore um so that's why it's also tricky because you can change it all you want but you have to make sure it's still gonna benefit you business-wise so this rebranding process is I want to say has been the most tough challenge up to now because I started my rebranding back in December of last year I shut my website down to new clients so that I could work on it updating my portfolio because last year I did so much new work that was not on my portfolio so it was like completely outdated Mm. and they were some of the best projects I've worked on so I really wanted them to be on there and I was like you know I'm just gonna have to put it down because even like my packages were outdated all that kind of stuff and again I'm really picky so I was like (laughs) I'm not gonna have my website out there with like false information now because that's not um, up to date so Mm -hmm. I took it down and I was to finish it earlier in the year well that didn't happen because unfortunately my family and I had COVID so it set me back yeah it set me back um I want to say that whole month I didn't do anything we were just trying to recover and then once that started um obviously I I was in spring semester online so there was like a lot of adjustment and I got a full-time job during that period oh wow so full-time job first time I had a a full-time job I've always had a part-time job so Mm -hmm. first time I had a full-time job as a graphic designer so it was a lot of stress because I was the only designer in the department so (laughs) everything fell on my desk pretty much um anything design related fell on my desk so I had that full-time job um I was in my last semester of college and recovering from COVID. So it was a lot. Oh my goodness. And I was like, I know. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, it's okay. Like I'm human. I'm just gonna breathe. And I kept, oh, and at the time I still had some big projects. So I was like, you know what? The updating can wait. I'm just gonna serve my current clients right now. And Mm -hmm. not kind of, I wasn't pitching any new clients at the moment because I was really busy with school and work. So I was just kind of focused on my current projects, on finishing the semester. And then once I came closer to the end of the semester, that's when I knew like, okay, I have to get back into updating my website, updating everything. And the thing is that I didn't know again how I was going to update like my whole branding part, like the logo, the colors, all that type of stuff. Um, So it really took me a minute to sit down and decide how I was going to do that. Um, once I decided that I had the logo and everything, but I still haven't updated the website completely. So that's why it's not up at the moment, mm-hmm. but I am planning on launching it next month. So oh, that's kind of like, I do have to say though, you have to put a deadline to yourself. Otherwise things don't get done. Yeah. Um, cause that's what I feel like that's what happened earlier this year after all that chaos. I was like, okay, after graduation, like it's going to be the time. Well, we're now in July. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I'm like, okay, I need a deadline because it's not going to get done. And so that's where I'm at. Um, I'm going to announce like a new 
rebranding it's like a new phase of Estefania designs because once like you said I've grown I have a diploma now I know the value of my work and I am offering more valuable services like more complete services than just like a logo design it's going to include everything else that as a business you as a business would need to be successful um either either in like the marketing department content creation or just simply launching your business for the first time so that's where i'm at trying to celebrate that new phase or that new era of my business and really talk about how freelancing while in college helped me grow as a person and learn so much so many things from different areas exactly you got the experience through the just trial and error while you're in college and you saved Mm -hmm. so much time before you know doing it before you graduated and look at you now like you're on another level and it's like you're evolving into you know a bigger name brand and you know offering better things and like that so that is really amazing (laughs) to see and like I congratulate you on not just finishing college but you know I love to see other especially Hispanic women push themselves and not Mm -hmm. let limiting beliefs or negative thoughts you know overtake them and you just still push through all that so that's really really amazing (laughs) and I saw your new logo and I was like oh that's so cute yeah thank you I still haven't really like showed I guess like the main elements and kind of what pushed Mm -hmm. me for it but like I said I'm gonna talk all about that in August um but when just hearing you talk about like Hispanic women, Latina women kind of going for it. That's also one of my big things that I always had in mind. Like sometimes I feel like it's a disadvantage in the industry because a lot of times one, a lot of time graphic designers that get hired in in the corporate world are guys. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wanted to push that out there. Like I'm not a guy, but I can (laughs) do what he does, you know? And that's kind of one of the points that I always wanted to prove, like, girls can be in tech, too. And, two, Latina women can also finish college and start their own thing if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, thank you for reminding me of those points. (laughs) I mean, they're huge points, and that's why, you know, I love supporting your business, and I love putting you out there because, you know, we are you know, Hispanic women trying to prove a different norm, that we're not just mm-hmm. a certain way. We can be in tech because, I mean, even though not, you know, a lot of people would think that, first of all, women are in tech or, you know, you see women in technology in the, you know, digital world because that's where the world is going mm-hmm. now. And so, no, it's not just all guys. Or in, you know, finances now, you see all these women financial um, coaches go- going into yeah. the industry too. So. I think it's so, so huge that we're, you know, young and we're pushing and moving that needle towards, you know, the future and we're showing yeah. other, you know, people, you know, our age or younger that this is possible. And mm-hmm. so, and you're, you know, you're part of that movement. So I think that's, you know, really, really great. Yes. And so are you, girl. Thank <laughs> so you. <props> to you. <laughs> so with all that, like, I mean, you survived COVID you went through yes. finishing that. I know, like, just college is stressful, but I know I remember the last semester of college, you know, is stressful mm-hmm. as well and rebranding. So how did you get through negative thoughts or maybe, because I bet, you know, the, you know, willingness to keep going? Um, I would say the 
definitely this last semester was very hard because I feel like we got kind of forced. I've never really liked doing school online. Um, back when I started college, I know I had a lot of friends that were like, why are you going, like physically going? I always do it online, you know, so I can work full time and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I was never a big believer of that just because, um, I don't know, I one, I liked school. And two, I feel like I learned better being there because I can ask, like I can personally ask questions if I didn't get it or anything. So this last semester, it was kind of weird adapting to that whole like electronic way of having class and also it was scary because I would always even though I'm like a big planner like I always have a planner and write down due dates and all that kind of stuff I was always scared I was going to miss something like something was due (laughs) or you know something like that so I was always scared like yeah so I would say definitely what helped me kind of keep up with school first was group chats with girls that I knew from like previous semesters that we haven't I'm so grateful for them because I'm so happy I had them in that last class um because if I wouldn't have had those two girls um I didn't know anybody else in that class so it was it would have been hard to keep up or to even make it fun you know Mm -hmm. so having them we were in a group chat and daily we would be texting like okay so nothing's due this week okay we're good and then we were also doing a huge digital production project where we had to make a film um, so we had to work together and make our work schedules like work for us to actually get the work done. Um, but they were definitely a big chunk of motivation for me and kind of helping me stay up to date with class in general. But we'd also push each other when we were like so stressed with our professor or with the class itself. Um, we would kind of push each other like, we got this, you know, we're chingon as we got this. Yes. We're so close to the deadline. So we're like, okay we're gonna have a drink after this class is over (laughs) and so that was kind of like our motivation during the school period Mm -hmm. um but as far as the rebranding part I I felt stuck I felt stuck at the beginning of the year again because I wasn't pushing myself too much out there in front of people because I didn't want them to kind of go look me up since my things weren't like up to date and how I wanted Mm -hmm. them to be or my new latest projects weren't um, highlighted on there so I was just I kind of stopped posting at some point I took a big break from social media I was still active on stories but I wasn't posting because I I had to take a, a step back and really think about my content and where I wanted it to go um I feel like I was just rethinking my whole purpose as a brand and what I wanted to offer and who I wanted to target um and so that did take me a little time to figure out and also to kind of fight my own insecurities like can I really afford to target that audience are my services good enough for that audience Mm -hmm. um will someone invest in my services and all that kind of stuff um and really what helped me just kind of push back from those thoughts uh one is my fiance he's always been there for me um he would always listen to my complaints at night which I feel so bad (laughs) but Uh, we'd always be on the phone and he's like you know what you already proved yourself you did this earlier in the year or you did this you know Mm -hmm. when you got started so why would you stop now when you've already passed the hardest part which was getting started and so I feel like that always helped me kind of like bring myself back to my why like why I started Mm -hmm. and that helped me move forward and so I feel like I was in that stuck phase for a little bit and then once I was able to get out by really just kind of pushing myself and with the help of other people, I'm able, I was able to really just 
work on that whole rebranding aspect and now get to the exciting part, which is the relaunching section. <laughs> of course, yeah, and it is important to have that support system. And can, again, congratulations on your engagement. That is so exciting. <laughs> Thank you. It's like Thank it's just all so evolving, much. your brand, your business, um, you're going yes, to the next so chapter in your life. <laughs> that is, so with all this change, I mean, are you feeling good with, you know, we're in July, like you said, so the first half of the year is done. And so mm-hmm. what kind of, what do you kind of see for the last six months of 2021? Um, I definitely see that there's a lot of things to get done and there's only a little <laughs> bit of time from this year, but... Um, as far as, as far as my brand, I just really want to let people know the new route that my brand is going or has changed to and just kind of how the way I want people to understand the new changes that we've made and kind of kind of get to see like the new content we're pushing out to understand um, how how we've changed and who we're serving now. Um, and then also I want to start just really keep booking those dream clients, you know, where the ones that really want to benefit from the solutions of having a strong and solid and purposeful, um, Mm -hmm. visual identity and those that are really committed to using it because a lot of people, and it surprises me, but a lot of people will pay for, you know, my services and oftentimes they won't fully use it and, it just surprises me or amazes me because I'm like, you already paid for it. You might as mm-hmm. well use it, you know, for it to grow your business. So that was one of the mistakes I noticed that a lot of my clients were doing. And that's kind of one of the points that pushed me to really offering a more strategic service or package so that they don't feel lost once they have their digital files. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I already have my logo, my brand marks, my social media content, but what do I do now, yeah, you know, right now. and obviously, you know, there's certain clients that are not able to have that one-on-one services or monthly retainers um, all the time. So that's why I've kind of had to polish my packages and my process so that once they're ready, they feel like they're prepared and they have it, a guide to using their files and knowing what to do with them. Mm-hmm. And that, but, that's important, too, because, I mean, people will have the idea of, I want to start this and that, and then they get a nice logo, you know, fixed up for them, and color palettes and the branding, but then a lot of people are like, you know, so what now? What do I do now? I just had the idea, uh-huh. and then sometimes when it gets, you know, a little bit too real, people like to just quit because they're kind of afraid of messing it up because they've gone that far. So what is yeah. the, like, importance tell you know everybody what is the importance if with the branding but also using it as you know purposeful like how to use it if even if it's smart um a small business or personal yeah so one the importance of having um your visual identity or your visual branding for your business is really to like i mentioned earlier to stand out from your competitors that's like the number one thing to stand out because a lot of people will go buy off their logos from like Canva, Etsy, I don't know, all the websites you can think of, mm-hmm. but they don't really stop and think that anyone can go and buy that logo, you know? So at the end of the day, when you see yourself kind of uh, watermarking your content or anything, anyone else could be doing the same thing. And if something like, if any legal issues come to place, 
you can't really sue or file anything for that person, that company, because that logo isn't completely yours. It's like something off a website, you know? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, you don't have the rights to that logo. And even if you have registered your business, like, yes, that name is yours. But if the logo is the same logo, then there's not really like a that's mine and you can't use it kind of thing. Yeah. So that's one of the things you want to avoid um, any like legal issues, stand out from the crowd visually, but also like be good legally. Um, and I'm sure if you have someone else in your podcast that knows more about the legal issues for businesses, they can elaborate on that. But that's just kind of one of my brief summary for Mm -hmm. it. Um, The second reason why you should really invest in your visual identity is to make sure that one, you are going to have the copyrights, you're going to own all of your content, but two, that it's going to be uniquely made for you. So, not saying that's not saying that because let's say Annalise liked pink and she wanted to have some flowers on it it's going to be uniquely made with her glitter and flowers and bring her all the clients um one thing that I'm really trying to enforce lately is that you really when you when it comes to logos and your branding in general you don't want to get what you think it's cute or what you think is trending mm-hmm. you really want to go for what's gonna what's going to spread your purpose your message and most importantly the values of your brand and a lot of times when I find myself designing for clients they they're not sure who their target audience is or they're not sure what their values are and I always try to push them to really take that time to sit down and think through because if they come to me before they know that the design process just gets a little bit longer because first we have to figure that part out in Mm -hmm. order to have a strategic design. Um, Why? Because you're targeting, for instance, I was doing branding for a tax, like a tax um, small business and they wanted to use like a pink and baby blue or something like that. Um, And I had to explain to them like, look, when it comes to taxing services, I personally don't think of the color pink as trustworthy, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, You want to come out as professional, as trustworthy in your industry and as someone who knows obviously what you're doing. And even if you do some research or drive around for any like taxing services, you'll see that a lot of their colors are pretty similar and Mm -hmm. none of them include pink and they can be women owned. But why? It's not because maybe their favorite color was blue or not pink, but it's because they are targeting their audience and their audience when it comes to that industry is not going to relate to the color pink. So that's where like the whole color theory comes in Um, or color psychology, sorry. Um, So that's one of the main aspects that I'm in charge of like really advising them about Mm -hmm. so that we can choose everything strategically from your fonts to your colors to the whole layout of your logo and how that's going to portray your message or your brand um, to your ideal audience. And same with like, let's say a bakery when they want to include everything they do. So like a cupcake and a cheesecake slice with the name, Mm -hmm. like that's really cute, but that's not going to bring you a lot of clients. Why? Because one, that might look a little bit cheap to a client that maybe is going to have a huge wedding and wants to invest in you. But when they see that branding, they won't take you professionally or capable of hosting such a big Mm -hmm. um, event, I guess, to put it in your hands, you know. So, again, it just has to be 
strategic so that you can book more clients and obviously make more money and attract more people if you're like on social media and whatnot. Um, if your whole platform, if every platform you have looks consistent as far as your colors, your fonts, and the same voice um, or customer service, that's really going to bring people back. Even if they if they just find you and they don't have a wedding. Like if I just found you last year and now I'm engaged, I'm be like, oh, remember that really cool account I found last mm-hmm. year? And then I'm going to look for them. Um because they look really cool because it looks like they're always posting reviews of how satisfied their customers are of how fast they respond or how nice they sound through their customer service or how their highlights are always updated and coordinated um how their profile picture is always um what is it called matching everything else like Mm -hmm. every little detail in your brand matters and a lot of times as business owners since we're so busy we forget um and so that's something to really keep in mind But as far as just really investing and taking the time to think about your brand identity, I feel like once you have that in place, you're really just able to focus on the business part, which is like your job, you know, like, for instance, if you did hair, now all you need to focus is focusing on booking those clients to get their services done, Um, focusing on on your process, on making sure like you perfect it every time, Um, focusing on your client satisfaction, but like that other part, which was the main part, the visual identity part, if that part is taken care of, then you're free to focus on the rest, because then you'll be feeling stuck like me at the beginning of the year, where you couldn't move forward, because you have Mm -hmm. to re-question your whole purpose, and how to show that visually, um, and I know now how that feels. Mm-hmm. So, so you can relate to your clients. Yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 a tough situation. And if you're not, I feel like if you don't have the will, um, it might like push some people to just stop, yeah. um, you know, just quit their business and just either try something else or I don't know. And you don't you don't want to fall there. Because it's, it's tough. So you definitely want to. And I feel like a lot of times people stress about it because they feel like they have to do it on their own. And obviously not everybody went to design school. Not everyone knows about the softwares, about technology or, you know, what the whole color psychology thing. And you don't have to stress about it because there's other people that you can outsource it to. And, you know, whether it's me, whether it's another brand designer, you just got to make sure that you outsource the tasks that you need to outsource because that's bringing you down your energy down and stressing you out and mm-hmm. at the end of the day you're just stuck you're not moving forward um and if you are it's not completely forward because that thing is still lacking in the back of your business obviously it started mainly through referrals and family members that kind of knew what I was doing and that I was going to school for it so that's how I started getting my first clients and also through a lot of internships through school. That's how I got to know a lot of other like nonprofits and small businesses within Dallas. And from there, they would send me over people that they knew as well. And just kind of started growing my client circle from there. Um, while I was still in college, I started attending a lot of like networking events and meeting other small business owners. Um, I work with a lot of women and I like attending like women networking environments um, or, you know, little events like that to kind of put myself out there, but also see 
what other people are offering and kind of how we can collaborate kind of like you and I you know of course yeah Um, I love that too because you know we're all about women empowerment and things like that but what really gravitated me towards you when we first worked together about a year ago already is just that you know you were young still in college but you were still starting your own business so what made you start in college and not wait till after you graduated college um so one of the main things that really pushed me to go for it while in college was because I knew that having a degree wasn't going to guarantee me a job right away in my industry um especially because I know in graphic design industry there's a lot of competition and you're either really good at what you do but also have the experience or you're just really good and you won't get hired Um, Mm -hmm. And so that was my fear that even though I had a degree and I knew what I was doing, they were going to ask for that experience and I wasn't going to have that. Um, So I really wanted to build my portfolio. And the only way to do that was to start making projects. And in graphic design school, a lot of people just kind of make up their own companies and that's how they build their portfolio. But to me, I found that my portfolio would be more valuable by having real projects, like real clients and real stuff that I did that provided them with real solutions other than making up, you know, brands and, oh, this is what I would have done if this client was real. So that's why I wanted to start because I wanted to grow my portfolio and make sure that when I graduated, I had a better chance of standing out among all the other people that graduated with me in that industry and being able to say, well, yeah, I just graduated too, but I've also been doing this throughout this four years, you know? Um, And I can really say that that's, even before graduating, that's really opened a lot of doors for me throughout my career. Um, Because like I said, when it comes for internships, like applying for internships, whether they're paid or not, a lot of times that made me stand out just because I would send in my resume or my portfolio and I would already have like kind of like a link to my work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Other other students wouldn't have that. And that's how I would be like one of the main candidates to get those positions because they would look at my work and say, oh, look, she's already she already knows how to show her work and herself, you exactly. know. So that's what really opened a lot of doors for me to a lot of cool internships that up to this day kind of we have built a relationship and whether we're working together or not anymore we're still kind of like business friends or partners mm-hmm. if you can say um it's your network. And it's really cool because yeah it's my network and we'll send people to each other and if we have like events that we want to do we need like panelists big speakers or whatnot we like keep each other in mind for that kind of stuff I love so mm-hmm. that's one of the main things that if i I wanted to give advice to anybody in college is to really keep an eye out for internships before you graduate. Cause I know a lot of us also had like full-time or part-time jobs while in college and mm-hmm. maybe trying to start your own brand. And we think we don't have time for an internship, especially if they're not paid. I feel like a lot of the time we're like, they're just like a waste of time, but they're really not because they're helping you build yourself. And then also they're kind of showing you what the work environment would be like after you graduate and you get to work with those people and doing what you're going to school for. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I love that too, because when people think of internships in college, they kind of wait for the college, or, you know, for the internships to find them, but yeah. I mean, you went ahead and just freelanced it while you were still in college, and you went to go find the internships and, you know, mm-hmm. the customers and clients to actually back you up and not, you know, to have actual, like, see how important the little details are when 
you know, getting started and into a business and the personal branding of it as well, because it kind of, like you said, focus on the small things and on the getting themselves out there. And then their actual work is kind of lacking. Yeah. And it's kind of like when you're starting college, you know, you're, you know, you're going to school, you're a lot of people start with their basics because they don't know what they want. But at the end of the day, after those two years when you finish your basics you're gonna have to choose a career otherwise Mm -hmm. you're just gonna waste the the next two years so uh, that's kind of how I think about it like you can get started you know for a couple years and think you got it down but at the end of the day you're gonna want to once you see that you got it you're gonna want to level up your brand and kind of start showing people the value of your brand without them working with you yet so Mm -hmm. how do they see that through your branding yeah that's where the branding comes in because even if they like your potential clients haven't worked with you yet and you can't wait for them to work with you to see oh yeah you were valuable you mm-hmm. want them to realize that before so that is an extreme part of how to do it is through your branding and to kind of let letting them know that you are the one to come to for whatever service or product that you offer so for instance if you were selling your lashes you know i'm the one to come to why go to my platform and see why you know Mm -hmm. maybe you offer a lot of tips like aftercare tips maybe you offer a lot of benefits from using your lashes maybe you offer a lot of um just a lot of valuable content but at the end of the day you're also portraying that in a strategic and visual visually appealing way not just throwing it out there as it comes Mm -hmm. um and that's how your clients will start differentiate differentiating you from other people in your industry exactly and that's the putting out so so much you know good information that I feel like a lot of people just they don't know and they have the idea and it's just more into it and it all starts you know with us too it's just knowing your purpose and your why um what's one of the last question what's one of the main things that helped you find your purpose and your why if people are stuck there um that's a tough question (laughs) i feel like one of the things that really helped me was when i started talking to business owners Mm -hmm. um at the beginning of like me starting out my business was really just kind of hearing their struggles like why what do you struggle with you know even if it was a guy in a car shop like nothing related to me what as a business owner what would you want what do you need help with and i would just kind of hear them talk and everything came back to their branding their marketing collateral like oh my business cards look ugly i just got them online and you know mm-hmm. they came back bad quality or they look pixelated or now i need to update my phone number and i don't know who has my original file um i need a logo to put on keychains and promote my business i need a flyer for an event or um my sister starting her business, but she doesn't have anyone that she knows to do her branding and, you know, really come up with everything like her, her stickers, her boxes for her pastries, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And all of that hearing it in my head was just kind of like taking note. Cause again, at the moment I was, I was stuck. I wasn't starting yet, but I was just listening on how or how I could serve them and what I could offer them. And I was just kind of taking note mentally, like, okay, okay, what else? Mm-hmm. And, 
in my head, I was just like, okay, so how could I serve these people and put it all like into one specific and strategic package for them? Um, and that's kind of how at first I just told myself like, okay, so it sounds like I want to help these people because at first, obviously you still haven't proved yourself that you are capable of solving their problems completely until you go for it. So then it wasn't until I went for it, my first logo design, when I was 18, I sold my first logo. Um, and everything was just an adventure because at first it was like, am I charging too much? Am I charging too little? It was mm-hmm. those kind of issues. Um, but at the end of the day, I just went for it. The guy was thrilled with with his logo. Um, and it was a guy, by the way. My first client was a guy. <laughs> so it was kind of like an eye opener for me as well. Yeah. Um, and once I started seeing him like put it on his truck, put it on his email signature, put it on t-shirts, all that kind of stuff, I realized the solution I had solved for him, which was putting a face to your business and really being able to market it. And what did all do by putting it on his truck, on his business cards, on everything he could think of that brought him clients. So I saw, I gave him a, a visual solution to attract clients and start getting, uh, you know, paying clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just kind of an eye opener for me because he came back, I want to say, two, three years later, and he was like, hey, so I'm ready to start my second business, and I wanted you to do my other logo. And it was just kind of like an eye-opener for me because I was like, okay, so not only did I solve his issue and help him get started with this business, but now I'm his go-to for any other businesses he puts out there. Exactly. Um, so I feel like you really just have to think of everything that can help strategically and keep, like, story. So that whenever you're stuck um, in your purpose, because as you go down the line, your purpose will change or you're just kind of like you're rebranding. That's kind of how it happens in our head, too. Um, Like Mm -hmm. I said, I've already changed my logo. This is the third time I've changed my logo. Um, And that's because as you grow as a brand, your audience and who you want to target starts changing. You're Mm -hmm. evolving as a brand. So obviously there's going to be some changes, which change is good, you know, change is good. Maybe you want to start targeting people that want that will bring more money into your brand. So you just kind of have to learn from your experiences. And if you've already been in business for, you know, one or two years and you're feeling stuck on your purpose now, it's just really getting back to your why, like why you got started and what was your dream at the time? Because oftentimes when we think about what was our dream before we even got started and you reflect on it, you've already achieved it. Mm -hmm. And that's where you can push yourself again because you're like, okay, so I already said that. I already completed that goal. So let's go for another bigger goal. Exactly. And that's something that can really help you keep moving forward when you're feeling stuck and, kind of questioning your why celebrating the small achievements and making bigger goals for yourself yeah because we're always Mm -hmm. growing and evolving but if you're not making bigger goals for yourself then you are staying stagnant and you know letting fear overrun you then you know making it bigger Mm -hmm. and evolving so that's all true and it's I feel like so many people do deal with this and they get stuck at the you know at square one at the purpose and the why Mm -hmm. and it's okay to you know, start with one goal at first, because like you said, as we both know, change is good and evolving is, you know, where it's at and where it's going to go. And so it's the main thing is just start whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. Just get started. And when you get stuck at some point or when you feel like it's time to rebrand, it's important to 
rebrand and rethink everything when you need to, like when you feel you need to. Um, because I even get frustrated at times where I'm like, oh, but I just changed it. Like, I don't want to go through this whole process again. Yeah. But again, if you don't feel like it's targeting who you want to target anymore, if it doesn't feel like you anymore, it doesn't feel like the brand you want to build, then it's time for change because otherwise it's you're just going to keep attracting the same clients you already are and those are not your dream clients so you're not going to be happy with the outcome. Mm-hmm, exactly. Well, Stephanie, this has been so, so great. You've picked on, we picked on a lot of, you know, great topics and I feel like, again, like congratulations on graduating college, evolving your business, your new engagement. That is so exciting. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for being so supportive, um, you know, since a while back. Mm-hmm. And I am really glad that we reconnected and we're able to keep kind of seeing each other grow and just being part of each other's new projects. Um, I'm so thankful to be on your episode today. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, Please share it with others, post it on our social media, or leave a rating and review. And to catch all the other latest episodes, you can follow us at Two Sisters in a Pod. Share it on your story, share it on social media. We really, really do like hearing from you guys of what episode was your favorite, what you did like about the episode, um, what you want to hear next. And so we're all ears when it comes to this podcast, guys. So thank you so much for listening. See you next time. (laughs) 